Hi, and welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Christmas Show. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and I am joined by the ever-lovely, ever-sexy, ever-talented Shayla Aspasia. Uh, hi, Shayla. Hi. Hi, y'all. So, we just had the most wonderful 20-minute, con- uh, 15-minute conversation about all things uh, feminization, uh, my dog Chance, and um, all sorts of good stuff. And you'll have to take my word for it because I forgot to hit the record button. I've done that to people. I, I have my own podcast as well. I've been neglecting it terribly. I need to get back to that. But I did that. I interviewed, I don't remember which flirt it was I interviewed, but we were on the phone talking. I think it was Jen Davis. I felt so bad mm. because it was like 20 minutes I talked to her. And I'm like, oh, shit, just like you did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so yes. to, to give you the abridged version of our great conversation, uh, Shayla gave me, like, the greatest gift anybody has ever given me this summer when, when she gave me a Dachshund cat mix. Well, I don't know if it's cat. It might be Rottweiler. Named, um, named Chance who is the cutest thing in the world, but has recently decided he wants, he likes me so much. He wants to mark his territory on my shirts while they're on the floor. So I think we're going to start using the hamper a little bit more. And um, Shayla has been, well, I was just going to say, you've been very busy on the phones lately. I have. I really have. I've got, um, I have a new customer who actually, I love his companionship. He makes me laugh. He's he's very down to earth and he makes me laugh and he's been making anywhere from five to eleven hour calls. I have some other new customers that some of their calls are shorter, but I have a great time. And my phone lines have been ringing off the hook. I I'm grateful. I love it. Very happy. So yes. So yeah, uh, Shayla is a wonderful conversationalist as as you can tell, and uh, I highly recommend it. Also, as long as we're talking about night flirt. Um, Ms. CA or Ms. Can- Ms. Candy Apple on Night Flirt is is also a uh, a wonderful talker and that's and she's actually uh, Claudia who who writes books with me Claudia Costa she's also on there as authoritarian Claudia and today's reader is Faith O'Shea um, and she's on there as well so there's some some people on Night Flirt that if you're looking for someone to talk to this season or you you just want to have some fun. Great, some great choices out there. Absolutely, uh, you know, and aren't they still doing? Correct me if I'm wrong, Kylie, but aren't they still doing it to where if you are a brand new Night Flirt customer, if you've thought about, you know, I think I might want to try that, but you just never, you've never done it. I do that all the time. I procrastinate or I just, I'm not sure about things. Don't they still do the three minutes for free when you first time call? Yeah, they still doing that, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I was one of those people that this sounded interesting to me because, you know, fun stuff to talk about, and I, I'm very oral this way. Uh, but um, I really thought in the beginning, if you called a, a sex phone line, that pretty much you were giving your information to the Russian mob. And uh, so I avoided it like the plague. And it's just like, no, I think Nightfort was actually owned by AT&T for a while. It's, it's, it's pretty legit, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so this is, like I said, our Christmas special and, um, it's, um, 
I actually have a lot of Christmas audios this year. I'm, I'm in the middle of writing a book. It won't be an audio that is based on the Hallmark Christmas stories called Christmas Ed. And um, I did a real short story in the last fe- uh, fem for, uh, feminization quarterly. But otherwise, there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of um, Christmassy stories that are being written this year. But there's a lot that are being recorded. And so we've already played um, Miss Jen Davis's one, um, and we've played Shayla's. Um, your story was Sissy under was Sissy under wraps, which is actually one of my earlier stories. Nice, and, I did not know that. Yep, yeah, that was out. Um, I think we had that on here two weeks ago. No, last week we had it on here. Yes. And um, that's a fun little story. It uh, was. I had fun with it. I really did. You know, it's what better gift to get someone who's had their Christmas ruined by an inconsiderate jerk than, well, that inconsiderate jerk. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that inconsiderate jerk to to play with the way you want to. Exactly. Mm. You know. So um, we we're talking. A lot of my stories kind of fall in that borderline between erotica and 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 uh, playful prank. So. Maybe a little strong for prank, but that, that's kind of what this story was. So, so uh, a woman's friends decide uh, to basically teach her ex a lesson, and it goes from there. Um, and so today is a story from Faith O'Shea, and you've heard you've heard some audios from Faith before, I believe, Shayla. Oh yeah, I love her voice. I love it so much. There were a few stories that you and I were talking about. And you were like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand this one off to Faith." And then after I listened to it, I'm like, "Oh, I so get why," because she was just wonderful at it. I mean, the perfect voice for that character. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Um, this is my second. The story today is the gift of the Domine, and 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 Faith's the one who found the the plural of Domina is Domine, and um, the um, it's my second story. Actually, the first one I ever wrote, but the second one that's been released, which is based on classic literature that I rewrote sentence by sentence. You can do that with things in the public domain. So I did a, a story based on Tickets, Please by D.H. Lawrence called uh, Boarding Passes. And this one is called Gift of the Domine, which, as you can imagine, is from Gift of the Magi. Um, Gift of the Magi was written by O. Henry, an American writer, but somehow... Faith's British accent just seems so perfect for it. That's awesome. I'm sure it is. I, I, I can't wait to hear it. She's Her voice is amazing. It really is. I love her personality. I really do. You know, and it's it's not like, hey, you're from England. Read this. Because I, I work with, you know, Pamela, who's, who's a rock goddess. Amazing. You know, she's like, she would be a great character in one of my books. So she wasn't writing, writing some of them. And, um... But but Faith has not just the British accent; she also has this wonderful cadence, this this very you know strict headmistress type cadence, and this this resonance to her voice that just gives it a, a feeling of authority, yeah. which just works really well for these types of stories. Like she she would be a very scary like teacher <laughs> to have in class with that voice, <laughs> you know. And, and so, you know, if you like that British style of femdom, she's like the poster child for it. So this story is called um, The Gift of the Domine, and it's 
just like after the Magi, about two people. They are both lovers. They are both mistresses who have um, no gift uh, for each other. And uh, so that's where it all starts. So it's Gift of the Domine, written by me, and it's uh, recorded by Faith O'Shea. The Gift of the Domina by Kylie Gable. $73.87. That was all. And $28 of it was in change. Change saved by the nickel, quarter, and dime, by doing without morning coffee and staying home on Saturday nights until one felt such pitiful solitude that Anna felt more fifty-two than twenty-five. She counted it. Seventy-three dollars and eighty-seven cents. And Christmas would be here next week. There was clearly nothing to do but to flop down on the shabby little couch and howl. So Anna did it. She reflected on life full of student loan payments and smiling as she spent her days asking, Grande or Vente, sir? While Anna is wallowing in the self-pity that only a girl in her twenties on the cusp of womanhood could understand, take a look at the home. Utilities included for $600 per month did not exactly look like a crack house, but it was also not the type of building that respectable people chose to live in had they other options. The paper-thin walls let in the shouts of fighting couples and smells of ethnic cooking and garlic. On a scratched oak coffee table that had to be salvaged from trash collection and carried down six city blocks was a small, simple black frame bearing a picture of Anna with a beautiful Filipina signed Thank you for 18 amazing months. Love, Tala. Oh, the two girls in the picture were stylish, with attention-drawing beauty, but had barely a nickel to rub between them. Graphic artists who substitute teach and journalists who pour coffee do not see their worth in meagre paychecks. But whenever Tala and Anna were together, they felt love and secure, and they felt passion deep from inside. Separated, they sat on their own stars and dreamed of the way that they were and the way that they wanted to be. Living together, free from want, and full of desire when long nights turned into late mornings and brunch and walks through the park. Anna finished her cry and attended to her cheeks with discounted tissues that were rougher to the touch, but thirty-two cents cheaper box. She stood by the window and looked out Dolly, 
at that feminine form shoveling the fluff from Anna's sidewalk following a pre-dawn snowstorm. Seven days from now, it would be Christmas Day, and she had only $73.87 with which to purchase Tala a present. She had been saving every penny she could for months, but $9.50 per hour doesn't go far. After taxes and withholding and paying off her seemingly useless degree, she didn't have much left. She never did. Only $73.87 to buy a present for Tala. Her Tala. Many a happy hour she had spent planning something nice for her lover. Ooh, something fine and beautiful and avant-garde, something just a little bit near to being worthy of the honour of being owned by a goddess like Tala. There was a buzzer by the thin front door to the apartment, but the buzzer had long fallen off the wall, and the landlord had reattached it with duct tape. It had bothered Anna when she first moved in, but now she accepted it as just another indignity for an underemployed reporter and an overeducated barista, whichever she was calling herself now. Suddenly she whirled towards the buzzer and pressed it to open the door before anybody signalled for her to do so. She knew Christine very well, maybe better than she knew herself. Shivering as she came in from the cold that Christine was ill-dressed for, as her fashionable princess-style coat only came to the middle of her thighs, and the skirt of her tight sapphire dress was even shorter. Her black open-toed sandals were not appropriate for five inches of snow, and only a thin layer of pantyhose shielded her shapely legs from the elements. Anna reached up and removed the white-knit cap from Christine's head and let her long, flowing black hair fall to its full height. Now, there were two possessions of Tala and Anna in which they both took a mighty pride. One was Tala's sissy slave, Kaylee. The other was Anna's sissy, Christine. They had picked them up at a bar one night when they were two graduate students known as Chris and Carl. Had Princess Grace lived in the apartment across the hall, she would have felt plain and dowdy next to Anna's maid, who was still 100% anatomically male. Had the Marquis de Sade been the janitor, with all his torture equipment in the basement, Kaylee would take his worst treatment and complete stoicism just to make the Marquis feel inadequate in the presence of his goddess Tala. I have completed shoveling the snow for you, Mistress Anna. Well, you are a good servant, Christine. I bet you were cold out there, she stated. Oh, I was, Mistress. Well, take off your jacket and give me a twirl. 
then kneel on the floor next to my spot on the couch. Oh, yes, mistress, whimpered Christine obsequiously. In the light of the apartment, Christine glanced what appeared to be a tear rolling down Anna's left cheek and felt a sense of dread coming over her. You're a very beautiful girl, Christine. Anna smiled sweetly as she brushed Christine's long black hair. Thank you, mistress, Christine beamed. Some of my friends have noticed just what a great sissy you are, explained Anna. I have one of them coming over soon. She wants a sissy made of her own, and she would like to buy you. Oh no, Mistress Anna, please, pleaded Christine. Don't be argumentative, sissy. Oh, I'm sorry, Mistress. I told you that this day would come, sissy. Consider it one final demonstration of your obedience to me, she said sternly, but she faltered for a moment as she reached for her makeup bag. On went Sissy's fire-engine-red lipstick. On went a bit more foundation. With practiced, delicate movements, more blush was applied. Sissy was beautiful, but the sparkle in her eyes was gone. Anna gave a few waves of the mascara wand. Sissy fluttered her lashes, and the two of them waited for Mistress Anna's friend. They did not have to wait long, for Ava Sofroni was nothing if not punctual. She was a large woman, towering over both Anna and Christine, yet she was also elegant and graceful. She wore her hair in a severe bun that Christine could only conclude was mostly for his benefit. As Christine held open the door, Mistress Ava strode proudly into the room, kissing Anna on both cheeks. Will you buy my sissy? asked Anna. I need a new girl said Ava. Give us a twirl, slut. I need to inspect the merchandise. Ava smiled and stalked up to Christine, reaching under her skirt and grabbing her caged package, giggling at the small size of Christine's cock. Five hundred dollars, said Ava, giving Christine a firm and painful squeeze. Give it to me quick, said Anna. Mistress Ava clipped a leash and collar to Christine's neck, saying, I'll collect her things within a few days. Oh, in the next few hours, 
tripped by on rosy wings. Sex shop after sex shop was scoured. But she ransacked every shop in the city trying to find Talia's Christmas gift. But she found it at last. It surely had been made for Talia and no one else. Well, she had never seen another like it in any store, and surely she would have remembered it. It was a set of wooden stocks, simple and elegant in design, properly proclaiming its craftsmanship and the exquisite taste of the owner by substance alone, not by meretricious ornamentation, as all good things should do. The carpenter had rendered western red cedar with a deep, lustrous amber tone and the scent of evoked autumn weekends and lazy bonfires. The stocks were padded with full-grain napa leather. Surely, being locked in stocks such as these would be pure bliss. As soon as she saw it, she knew that it must be Tara's. It was like her. Quietness and value, the description applied to both. Five hundred fifty dollars they took from her for it, and she hurried home with less than twenty-five dollars in her pocket. With these stocks, Tala would be quick to restrain her sissy. As beautiful as Kaylee was, Tala rarely took photos of her in bondage on account of the old duct tape or cheap clothesline that she had to use to restrain her. When Anna got home, she struggled to get the stocks unloaded from her truck and up the stairs. But she was grateful that her neighbour Jim, who longed for her, and had a cute beagle puppy, came to her rescue, and together they carried the stocks up to her apartment. He would have been shocked to learn what the heavy box contained. She told him it was shelving. Assembling the piece was no easy task. Her intoxication soon gave way to frustration. This was the sort of thing Christine did for her. She got out her screwdriver and went to work, attaching the two pieces of the stock together and assembling a gift of generosity added to love, which is always a tremendous task, dear friends, a mammoth task. Within forty minutes, the stocks were complete. The whole apartment had taken on the rich scent of cedar. She giggled with delight like a schoolgirl with a crush. She looked at the completed gift, long, carefully, and critically. Oh, if Tala doesn't kill me, she said to herself, when she finds out I've sold Christine... She'll tell me that I was foolish. But what could I do? Oh, what could I do with seventy-three dollars and eighty-seven cents? 
Ava will take good care of him, and if I pleaded with her, she'd probably even agree to sell him back to me. At seven o'clock, the wine was chilling and the candles had been lit. Tallow was never late. Anna threw an old tablecloth over the smooth leather of the top of the stalks. And then she moved to sit on the corner of the table near the front door. When she heard the buzzer and pressed the defective intercom button to open up the door for her lover, she turned white just for a moment. Oh, she had hoped that Tala wouldn't think her foolish for selling a servant as devoted as Christine. Anna ran to the door and opened it before Tala could even knock. Oh, she kissed her deeply and passionately in greeting, but Tala looked pale and carried a very serious expression. Poor girl, work had taken a toll on her. At twenty-two, to be saddled with student loans taken for a career that had been delayed and may never materialize, it seemed so unfair. Still, the banks wanted their money, and every month they would be paid. She needed a new winter jacket, and she was without gloves. Tanner stepped inside with eyes fixed on the kitchen. There was a look of surprise and a peculiar expression on her face. "'Where's Christine?' asked Tanner. "'Doesn't she always get you a visitor's coats?' Oh, Tala, darling, she cried. I, I sold Christine to Mistress Ava because I couldn't have lived through Christmas without giving you a present. I know you liked her, but you don't mind, do you? I just had to do it. I bet if I can get my career started, Ava would sell Christine back to me. You'll see. Say Merry Christmas, Tala, and let's be happy. Let me show you what a nice, oh, what a beautiful gift I've got for you. You sold Christine? asked Tala, laboriously, as if she had not yet arrived at that patent fact yet, even after the hardest mental labor. Yes. I sold her, Tala, said Anna. It was heartbreaking, but can't we just enjoy the day? Tala looked around the room curiously, though she failed to notice the elegant stocks in the corner of the room. You say Christine is gone? She asked with an air of almost idiocy. Well, you needn't look for her, Tala, said Anna. She's sold, I tell you. Sold and gone, too. It's Christmas Eve, baby. Be good to me, for I, I did it for you. Maybe I'll get a new sissy. But nobody could replace you in my life. Surely you know that. Shall 
I start dinner, Tala. Out of a trance, Tala seemed quickly to wake. She enfolded her Anna. For ten seconds, let us regard with discreet scrutiny some inconsequential object in the other direction. Nine dollars and fifty cents per hour, or a million a year. What is the difference? A mathematician or a wit would give you the wrong answer. But we've all seen commercials with women being given extravagant gifts like diamond jewellery or new cars. But this would not be among them. Tala drew a package from her overcoat pocket and threw it on the table. Don't make any mistake, Anna, she said. I liked Christine, but she was yours to do with as you wished. But if you'll unwrap that package, you may see why you had me going for a while at first. Fingers white and nimble tore at the tape holding the package together. And then an ecstatic scream of joy. And then, alas, a quick change to sad tears and sniffles, necessitating Talia's comforting arms. For there lay breast forms, the set of teardrop-shaped forms, side and back, that Anna had worshipped long, staring at the website. Beautifully realistic breast, pure silicone, with semi-erect nipples, just the shade to blend perfectly with Christine's torso. Oh, they were expensive forms, she knew, and her heart had simply craved and yearned over them without the least hope of possession. And now they were hers. But the sissy that would have enhanced his brassiere with those breast enhancers was gone. She hugged them to her bosom, and at length was able to look up with dim eyes and a smile and say, it won't take long to find another sissy, Tala. And then Anna leaped up like a little singed cat and cried, Oh, oh, Tala had not yet seen her beautiful present. She led her by the hand eagerly and removed the tablecloth she had draped over it. But the beautiful cedar and leather seemed so out of place in this cheap apartment. Isn't it awesome, Tala? Oh, I hunted all over town to find it. You'll have to lock Haley up five times a day now. Oh, oh call Haley and have her come over. I want to see how it looks with your sissy locked into it. Instead of obeying, Tala tumbled down on the couch and put her hands on the back of her head and smiled. Anna, let's put our Christmas presents away and keep them a while. Oh, they're too nice to just use as a present. I sold Kaylee 
to Mistress Ava to get the money to buy your breast forms. Now let's get dinner. I'm ravenous. Dominant women, as you know, are sought out the world over by sissies and submissive men who wish to serve them. On holidays like Christmas, a good domino will surely receive gifts in abundance. And a wise submissive will no doubt choose a wise gift, possibly cash or a gift card that allows his goddess to choose what she really wants. And here I have lamely related to you the uneventful chronicle of two foolish women in deadened jobs who most unwisely sacrificed for each other the greatest treasure they possessed. But in a last word to the wise of these days, let it be said that of all who tribute a mistress, these two were the wisest. All who give and receive gifts such as they are wisest. Everywhere they are wisest. They are domina. All right. And that, as I said, was, was Faith O'Shea. And uh, that is Gift of the Domine. And, of course, that's available. Clips for sale. The cheapest place to buy it from me is actually Night Flirt. If you go to the Miss Candy Apple link, um, you're still getting the same MP3. Night Flirt, I'm really trying to grow the, the Miss Candy Apple brand there. So I, I'm kind of giving a discount for buying it there. But if not, Clips for Sale works great. They have a nice little deal going on. So um, if you're really been, like putting off, like, like uh, Shayla was talking about, if you've been putting off buying anything, you know, you really want one of our audios, but you haven't. Now's a great time to use clips for sale because we get instead of our normal like sixty percent, we get seventy five percent until yes, the end of January. Yeah. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, I was just finished, and I'm glad you did. Um, so <laughs> yeah, um, we we're just talking money. Money is all, you know, money in a business like this. We're happy. We're doing okay, but. You go through these months where it's like, wow, everything's selling. I'm rich. I love this. I'm I'm going to quit my job and move into a mansion. And then the next month, it's like, oh, nothing's selling. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sell my house and move into my car. You know, and, and it it just, you know. It is so true. It is. We we were really talking about that earlier. It is absolutely true. One minute it feels like. It does. I mean, I, I have looked at houses before, and I'm like, I think I can afford that. And then the next month, it's like, gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really like my rental that's really, really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm a little lucky because I, I have a day job, and it's, you know, it's paying more, about most of my bills, about two-thirds of them or a third, or two-thirds, 60% of my bills. And that kind of protects me a little bit from the fluctuations, but the fluctuations are huge. You yes. know, when we got that nice $1,200 stimulus check, even though I didn't qualify, 
you know what? It was great for business. Yes, it was. It certainly yeah. was. And when the, uh, you know, as the months have tagged on, it's been getting tougher and tougher. Things have kind of gone up a little bit in December, which is good. Yes. You know. So speaking of, <laughs> speaking of business, one of the great things about Candy Apple Press, you know, Shayla records a lot for me. And I, I, I've gotten enough fan letters to know that people really love that she records a lot for me. And I do too. Um, you know, you got another one the other day, which was just uh, really brief from a longtime listener who just said, you know, I really, you know, great podcast. Shayla's amazing. And, uh, you know, and, and pretty much, you know, you weren't even on the show. It was just, you know, it was just from your, your audio. Um, but, you know, there's just a lot out there who really, really enjoy what you do. And it's always nice to know you're not alone. Um, Thank you. And so, um, you know, I'm thrilled with, with that sort of thing. Uh, it was from Daddy Ono, who said, AGP, which means another great podcast. Love this latest story and love the latest story. And Shayla was great as usual. Keep up the great work. So, you know, that's, you know, I get enough of those to know that. But one of the great things is we have a bunch of great women reading. And, you know, you don't get much different voices than Faith and Shayla, who are both wonderful at what they do. I have a story coming out that you're going to absolutely love very soon from Shayla called Breaking Him In. And... When I read or heard Shayla doing my The Good, The Bad, and The Sissy with her Texas twang, it was like, oh, wow, this never ever occurred to me. This is great. So I wrote one where it did occur to me. <laughs> and it's written because I think Shayla's going to just do an awesome job reading it. You I know? love it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about it because it's so nice to be able to actually do a story where I can let my natural Texas come out because, it, you know, I don't know. Y'all probably don't know this, but I used to do, I, I'm not going to mention the podcast because it's more my vanilla world, but I used to actually do audiobooks for someone that did science fiction type stuff, post-apocalyptic stuff. And when they were recording me, they would always correct me because sometimes I'd go into that twang and they were like, no, it needs to be flat Midwest, you know, do that line over. I love it. I don't, I can be a hundred percent Shayla. There you go. And I, I think it comes out and it's really great. But, I mean, the story, which is it's really funny to me because it's by an American author, like the one that we just heard with From Faith, that's, you know, a, a totally different voice that totally works with that story. Yes. You know, and, and so we've got different, you know, it's like, I feel like I'm sometimes like I'm conducting a symphony with, with different instruments. And it's like, okay, this one, we want this, this type of voice. This one, we want this type. Um, and so I have a collection, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you get this collection, do not get the previous story because it's on this collection. Uh, it's called Snowbound. And listen to this, Shayla. It's got, first off, the first story like is uh, Gift of the Domine by, by Faith O'Shea. The second story is Shayla, who's got Sissy Under Wraps, which we, we talked about a little bit, which you can hear on last episode. Tremendously good audio. Then a friend of both Shayla and me, which which is always unnerving for me, um, like when when they talk 
together, I just assume the whole conversation is about me. Um, Miss Jen Davis, who did many times it is. I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) True story. Always dangerous. Uh, April's Christmas. Then Mr. CJ, who is kind of one of one of Chance's other two aunts. Um, Mr. CJ, um, she did a reading for me last year. Very short. But if you ever heard Twas the Night Before Christmas, um, the actual title is like A Visit from St. Nick or from St. Nicholas. So I rewrote it as A Visit from Mistress about a sissy who is tied to the bed, dreaming of it, hoping for an orgasm, and he hears his mistress come in. And so it's, it's a takeoff on Twas the Night Before Christmas. And then finally, I end with a new person that I've had do only one other audio from me. Raina Means Queen, who's also outstanding, and she does a story um, about New Year's Eve. So all five of those stories um, in in one collection, it's 136 minutes, five great readers. And, I mean, you've heard them all, Shayla. I, I think, you know, I think it speaks for itself. Oh, absolutely. And that's one thing that's really awesome about, you know, Kylie's, Kylie's work is that well all of our work I guess I should say um is that you know I I make I I I create things as well I have a few that are long like his but the thing that's wonderful is when when you purchase something from Kylie I mean you're getting something that that is one sometimes even one hour sometimes even longer than that and like with this it is so I mean it's it's definitely it's a good product it's it's a long product. It's not mine are like ten to fifteen minutes. With his, you get a couple hours of enjoyment that you can listen to over and over and over again. So it's kind of a wonderful thing. Thank you. Thank you so much. So it's like I said, an hour and thirty six, and I think it's twenty four ninety nine on clips for sale and nineteen ninety nine on night flirt. So you know, usually a lot less audio I, I would charge that for. So Excellent. not to make this too much like an infomercial. Um, I'm know. usually more articulate. I was trying to totally land that. And <laughs> I don't know what it is. Sometimes my mind, it's just like deer in the headlights. I just, I, I swear y'all, I'm a lot more articulate. I, I just have moments that my brain doesn't function. I've been doing that. I've been doing that myself lately. So don't feel bad. Um, <laughs> but, but so, yeah. And so I um, do want to make everybody know that 2020 has been everybody talks about what a, what a crappy year it is. And there's, you know, I mean, I lost my mom in it for, for, you know, not, not good. But when I think about the things that have made, Oh, there's one of them. So that you can hear. Um, so, Chance is one of the things that has made this year for me. Even if he is being obnoxious right now. Um, <laughs> are we done? Are we done? Oh my gosh, he's such a sweetie. I miss that dog so much. I really do. I, for y'all, for those of y'all that don't know, I, I did. I had Chance. He, he, we found him in a dumpster behind my home. And um, anyway, I had him for... I guess it was about five weeks and Kylie did offer to adopt him and it has been the most wonderful thing. For so. both of us. Yeah. Absolutely. So, 
so I will say that um, the things that have made this Christmas great, I was just about to say, were chants. Um, and then also, you know, it's been wonderful working with, with, with you, Shayla. And and just the, the amount of support I've gotten from so many of you who listen to the show has has meant so much to me. Just little things like that little, you know, email I read about, you know, another great podcast. It, it keeps me going. Uh, it really does. And, and you know, we're getting through this. I, I think that we're, we're, we're probably right in the middle of the worst part. But I think by summer, hopefully this is going to be a really long, you know, painful memory that we're finally past. So um, I just want to thank everybody for this year. And I hope everybody has an absolutely wonderful um, Christmas. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, I, you know, I, I hope whatever you do celebrate, even if it's just I have clean clothes and I don't have to do laundry. And, yes, I do have that stuck on my head for some reason. Um, I hope it's a good one. And, uh, Shayla, I, I just like I said, Merry, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas and, to you, too. You know, Shayla is like the decorating queen. So I've got oh, yeah. this little two foot tall Christmas tree that the branches make it look much less crooked than it is. And uh, that's that's my tree with chance. <laughs> you you've got giraffes wearing Santa hats, and that's that's literally true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I have the whole house, and yes, yes, I had to decorate Olivia. I I just couldn't resist. <laughs> So, and as you can say, as as you know by the fact that you know, the uh, like I said, the tree doesn't look so crooked. That's that's my decoration. But anyway, have uh, like I said, have a wonderful holiday, whichever holiday it is, or even if it's just Thursday, you know, whatever, whatever you're celebrating. And uh, we'll be back next week for for New Year's. And and before we go though, I do want to leave you with one of the stories short one from the um what it's called uh snowbound my uh my christmas uh collection and it's uh mistress dj with uh a visit from mistress a visit from mistress written by kylie gable and claudia costa a visit from mistress is published by candy apple press copyright 2018 all rights reserved "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the city, "'not a creature was stirring, not even a sissy. "'The stockings were hung on legs completely bare, "'thanks to generous applications of nair. "'The sissies were nestled, all snug in their beds, "'with cuffs on their wrists and gags secured round their heads. "'Gagged with a handkerchief, I was bound with a rope. "'An orgasm for Christmas? I had little hope. "'When out on the stairs, I heard a distinct sound.' Mistress had returned, her heels echoed off the ground. Trussed up in my bed, I could only listen, imagining how her black leather glistened. A dark goddess walking through new-fallen snow, my mistress had raised me up by bringing me low. My heart left for joy, I could hardly wait, for she had returned after finishing her date. With each little step, her shoes clapped on the stairs. I waited in silence, in hope and in fear. More wicked than witches, her talents they came. I thought of them all, though silenced I called them by name. With bondage, with flogging, with humiliation, with strength of will, she led me to feminization. 
from the top of the bob to the bottom of my shoes. There were panties and dresses and Jimmy Choo's. My nails were painted to catch the eye. My outfits were sexy, showing cleavage and thigh. So up to the bedroom, my mistress she came. Amused to see me where she left me, she called out my name. And then with a laugh, she pulled from the drawer a hard wooden paddle that left me quite sore. As I threw back my head and was turning around, the paddle collided with my butt and made quite a sound. She was dressed in all black from her head to her boot, and my clothes were pink and lacy. She thought they were cute. My backside burning from each painful smack, and my butt cheeks grew redder with each mighty whack. Her, her eyes, how they twinkled, her smile hypnotic. My longing for her was so deeply quixotic. Her black leather outfit displayed every curve, and my longing was intense to obey and serve. The wooden paddle she held tight in her hand, I knew I'd endure whatever she'd planned. She had a true body, more than body or face, but I knew those thoughts were not a sissy's place. I vowed that I would serve her best as I could, and I longed to hear her tell me that I was good. When she needed help, I would be there with aid. I'd be her wife, her sissy, and even her maid. She spoke not a word, but went straight to her work, making sure I was helpless, giving each rope a jerk. And laying beside me, gently touching my face, it felt like the perfect time and the perfect place. She stretched out her legs and tenderly kissed me. Cooing soft and gentle, she asked, Did you miss me? But I lay there in silence as she turned out the light. Merry Christmas, sissy. No orgasm tonight. <laughs>